the city. I am not Alessandra Conti. She is <laughs> truly one of a kind, nor am I her sister Christina, who co-hosts this podcast. I am Ryan Barba. And before you double check your phone, yes, you are in the right place. Because Allie is sitting here right next to me, and you're going to hear from her in just a bit. Uh, but for those of you who tuned in last week, uh, you heard about how me and Allie were invited to speak at our Catholic parish, St. Monica's, to deliver separate talks on living with confidence, realizing your value, and self-love. The idea is that she would deliver a talk from the female perspective, and I'd give the male perspective. So we delivered our talks a few weeks ago. And I got to say, guys, I was a solid B+. Plus. Oh, my I mean, God. Ryan. I did quite well. <laughs> but Allie, the myth, the truth, the legend, is just a natural and was absolutely incredible, uh, which was a surprise to absolutely nobody. Um, so, by the way, guys, important life lesson here to kick things off today. If you're going to give a talk on a podcast, a conference, a workshop, a meeting agenda, I don't know, anything – Try not to follow someone as good as Allie, because uh, it's a losing effort, a fool's errand. <laughs> and for those of you scoring at home, Allie's not blushing too bad yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> it's being covered it's by being makeup. Covered. <laughs> there was a lot of Zoom makeup today. I had a lot of Zoom meetings, Ryan. I had to pack it on. I hear you. Oh. <laughs> okay, so... In what can only be called the greatest honor for me in 2020 so far, and I'm not just saying that because it's early March, uh, Allie invited me to deliver my Living With Confidence talk here on her podcast last week, and we agreed that she'd give hers this week. So think of tonight as part two of two of our Living With Confidence series here on Dating in the City. Uh, Last week, Allie introduced me and got to ask me questions at the end, so Today, I get my revenge. Uh, I get to introduce Allie, and I get to pose the questions. Uh, Fair warning that this is not a truly secular talk. We unabashedly talk about our Christian faith in Jesus, uh, but we we agree that the topics we're discussing in our little two-part series should be applicable to just about anyone, regardless of religious affiliation. So even if you don't share our Catholic faith or Christian faith, I can pretty much guarantee that there's value for you today. Uh, And similarly, just because Allie's given the female perspective, guys, listen up. Don't run away. Solid warnings for you here, too. Um, I mean, I got a ton out of this talk the first time I get to hear it. It's a real treat. So stick around. Okay. So Allie, Welcome to your own podcast. Oh that's that's not weird at all to say. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm humbled. I'm honored. Oh, you know? too funny. I really am. Good. Okay, so always fun to introduce somebody who literally needs no introduction. But here goes. Alessandra Conti, as you likely know, is a celebrity matchmaker and co-founder of Matchmakers in the City an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Allie is a matchmaker behind MTV's Are You The One and is the go-to highly trusted celebrity matchmaker for shows like NBC's Access Hollywood and CBS's Face the Truth. She's kind of a big deal. Her dating and relationship advice has been featured on Forbes, Elite Daily, Fox News, the LA Times recently, And most importantly, at recent St. Monica events. Most importantly, definitely. That's right. For nearly nine years, Allie has worked with celebrities and young professionals alike and leads a team of matchmakers responsible for hundreds of marriages. She's an active member of the St. Monica's community and prays for her clients daily. So sweet. I sure Uh, do. It's amazing. I pray for them. Very cool. Uh, She also, of course, leads this amazing podcast with her sister. So, ladies and gentlemen, Ali Conti. Thank you so much. That was truly, I I don't know that I've had a better introduction. You know, because, oh, that was just. You you deserve a good introduction. You know, (laughs) just everywhere I go, that would be really helpful. If you're like, if we can just, like, you forever, you know, in like the the ball. I'll just follow you at the mall and be like, that looks great. You're beautiful. Do you remember in, like, whenever there's a royal ball of any kind, um, which the listeners know, I've been to several royal balls uh-huh. in my days. Wow. So fun. Different podcast, different okay. different, different time, different <laughs> podcast. 
Um, but you know, in the olden days when they would enter and they would say, Oh, the Sondra Conte of Los Angeles, California. Like, I feel like I just need that in my life. Anytime you have a meeting where you just want to make an entrance, call me up. Alessandra Conte. You're like the Princess Cyrus. Oh, so good. Anyway, you guys, um, yes, I'm so excited to be giving you guys my talk. We've been, we've literally been talking this up. Um, Ryan is sitting here in the room with me. Um, it's again the, the this is now the second time that we're having a male on the podcast, which is just jarring um, and really exciting. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm gonna go right into it. Listen up, enjoy, and I'm excited to share with all of you. Okay, so I want to begin with my personal self-love philosophy. So have you guys ever seen the movie I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer? Brian, have you seen the movie I Feel Pretty? I have. <laughs> Definitely not more than once. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. It's great. Um, but for those of you who have not seen the movie, um, Amy Schumer's character basically began as this really insecure woman with zero confidence. And then she goes to a soul cycle class and then gets caught in a bike, hits her head, and then wakes up from her head injury, looks in the mirror, and sees the most beautiful woman in the world. Um, And the thing is that she hasn't actually physically changed at all, but in her mind, she has. So it's basically like reverse body dysmorphia. So she then proceeds to do life as if she were this beautiful, stunning, and perfect woman. And even though she hasn't physically changed at all, her confidence and just total self-love, even though it was based in purely the physical, made her life completely transform. She had enough confidence to get her dream job. She wore the cutest outfits and turned all of the heads when she walked down the streets. And of course, in true rom-com fashion, she met this incredible guy who, of course, could care less what she looked like physically, but he loved her and her total, complete self-confidence. So this movie, I remember when I first saw it, I saw it at one of my girlfriend Kate's for, for her birthday. And it hit hard for me. It hit because I saw myself in post-head trauma Amy. And it's how I strive to just live my life every day. And I can genuinely say that it's been a really fabulous way of doing life. It really has. And I've, I've lived this way for as long as I, cr- I can remember. And much like Amy, it really didn't matter if I was 20 pounds heavier or 20 pounds lighter. I just kind of made that decision that life is best lived in this state of confidence. But I will say that this way of life is 100% intentional. And it truly has to be intentional. Society is literally profiting off of our insecurities. And it's so immediate from opening our phones and seeing that perfect Instagram model who just happens to have a sponsored post based on what we were literally just talking about with our friends. And that still totally baffles me to going to the dermatologist where Literally, and I feel like I may have expressed this on the podcast, but just the other week, I was there and I looked at one of the little billboards, um, one of the little ads, and there was this ad for this new hand filler for the aging hand. So not only are we expected to be wrinkle-free, Botox beauties, perfectly symmetrical, have the perfect hip-to-waist ratio, now there's this expectation that even our hands have to look young and perfect. 
And living in Los Angeles, it can be easy to be even more susceptible to these pressures. And I know that we have viewers um, and listeners all over the place, but I do know we do have a pretty strong presence here in LA. So ladies and gentlemen, I know you know what I'm talking about. But the good news is that we really, we don't have to combat all of this alone. So now here's where the God talk comes in. Um, But God has our backs and he gives us everything we need to navigate all of this. So I have a very, um, I have a very interesting relationship with the Bible. Um, Some Christians are like super gung-ho about the Bible and just every word they hang on it and really speaks to them. Other Christians and me as a Catholic, um, I, you know, I pick and choose my Bible passages. (laughs) I'm with you. Right? Like I, there have been times when I really have tried to just like open the Bible and just read and really get a lot out of it. And it's really flailed. But there also are times like in this talk and for the purposes, for my purposes, um, where there are these incredible just like nuggets of wisdom. Um, and especially in the Song of Solomon. So I'm going to give you guys a few Bible passages as we go through this talk. Um, the This one is from the Song of Solomon. Um, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. Straight from the Bible. So my philosophy is that we're all gifted by God with this superpower, confidence. The best way that I can describe this superpower superpower gift is through the Jack and the Beanstalk analogy. I personally love fairy tales. So God gifts us through these incredible magical seeds at birth and then he just keeps throwing at that uh, throwing them at us throughout our lives kind of like Jack and the Beanstalk and his magic beans um, but I just like the word seeds and seedlings better that works better for this for this talk and for this analogy but it's up to us to plant water and then take care of those little seedlings so I'm not exactly into horticulture and I've definitely let a few love ferns die in my days. So know that sometimes I forget to water the seeds that God has given me, but that's okay. The beauty about God is that he'll just gift us with more. So today I'm focusing on a few of the seeds that have been just really vital to my body, mind, and self-love journey. So the first magical, I'm going to like break it down into a few different like inter- magical seedlings. Some are internal, some are external, but the first one that I'm going to talk about is talent, okay? So I'm going to hit you guys with one of my favorite Shel Silverstein quotes. Just, it's one of my favorite quotes of all time, um, so brace yourselves. She had blue skin and so did he. He kept it hid, and so did she. They searched for blue their whole life through, then passed right by and never knew. Oh, like you get it. Like oh she God. like she had blue skin. Time, I know, I know. <laughs> like she had blue skin, so did he. They kept it hid. They kept it their is skin. Just so poetic and beautiful. I know, right? So few words. Shell Silverstein, blossom. Um, one of my goals as a professional matchmaker over the past almost 10 years, which is absolutely insane, is to see the authentic selves of people beyond the masks that they wear every day. And after learning the authentic selves of two people, introducing them to each other with the hopes that they will be their authentic selves when they meet. This doesn't always work out. Of course. So sometimes they take their mask off only for a little while, and then they go on a date with someone who they think they should act a certain way with because of the way that they look. And I'm specifically thinking of a certain stunning celebrity woman who is actually a total goofball, and then the date ends up just totally bombing. This is also why we give multiple matches. <laughs> and it's not just one one match and you're, you're married. Um, So one of my greatest gifts and talents that God has gifted me with 
is the ability to see people's authentic selves. So the church that we go to, St. Monica's, it always talks to us about three things, time, treasure, and talent. And I have been so blessed to have been able to have a healthy dose of fearlessness, follow my heart, oh, well, my heart and my talent, actually, give it my time, and then it yields treasure that then I gift my community and myself with, let's be real, LOL. <laughs> because like treasure, you know, you're supposed to gift it. But I gift it to myself. We have to gift it to ourselves. Hey, we work hard. We work so hard. Um, so one of the key elements to confidence is recognizing, naming, and developing the talents that God has gifted you with. So we all have talents, and when we use our talents as frequently as possible, we are living out God's purpose for us, and we can't help but feel confident. So an action point for you guys that I want you to really think about. After this talk, I want you, or you can even pause the talk. That's totally fine. I won't be offended. Just remember to unpause it um, because, you know. Um, But I want you to, as an action point, think about the question, what are your talents? So I want you to whip out a piece of paper or your journal or even the notes on your phone and write out what you are really good at without even trying. This is the time I want you to humble brag, okay? So just go for it. I also want to talk about our physical masks briefly um, because I think it's super important, um, especially based on this talk. I'm somebody who loves fashion, makeup, hair, glam, shoes, all of the things. And I genuinely derive pleasure out of planning my outfits. And fun clothing just makes me really happy. So whenever I need to get into a boosted headspace, for me, there's nothing better than getting full glammed up. And it's mentally has made a really huge difference for me, especially during COVID. Um, I can, I, I genuinely think that I can count on my fingers like the days when I didn't just do glam in in COVID. Like obviously weekends a little different, like a Sunday is different, but like weekdays, it just makes such a huge difference for me. So the thing is, um, I'm a really big believer that there is a huge connection between looking our best and feeling our best. But I do want to differentiate our best versus society's best. So whatever we wear, be it clothing or makeup, I just want to make sure that it's something that brings you joy. And I know for me, I wear and I make myself up in a way that brings me joy. So like one of my girlfriends recently got me glitter, like early 2000s glitter. Um, And is it in style? Well, early 2000s is actually coming back. So like it kind of is, but not exactly. But will I be wearing it next time I go to dinner in Hollywood? Absolutely. And I, 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 I actually did. Um, since this talk, wear the glitter that Mary, one of my girlfriends, gave me. Really fun aside, so one of my girlfriends, Mary, she's literally everything. Um, She, for, for my, for Christmas, gave me a nostalgia box. What and is that? okay, so I have a passion for the early 2000s. Okay. Like it's it's like my one of my hobbies. <laughs> like I love it. I I just it brings me so much joy like and like late 90s early 2000s. So like mm-hmm. Spice Girls, everywhere from like gel pens, snap bracelets, Spice Girls <laughs> like all That's of what we grew up with, I guess. Yes, like yes. juicy, like Paris Hilton, <laughs> yeah. like everything. It makes me so happy. So she gave me a nostalgia box and it I opened it and also like Aladdin and Jasmine and like so nice. it was so amazing. Like it had butterfly clips in it. Like, do you remember butterfly clips? I do. Oh my gosh. I never wore them, but oh I Oh my gosh, Ryan, how did you never <laughs> wear never them? Quite my style. <laughs> throwback but anyway so yes amazing but that is a total total um 
total what what is the word when we go totally off topic tangent mm -hmm. but let's let's come back let's come back um so let's talk about another external magic seedling influencers okay so let's talk about influencers so um another bible quote for you guys walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm and that is Proverbs. And Ryan talks about this Bible quote as well. Walk with the wise and become wise. Like, and it's true, for a companion fool suffers harm. Like, we are the company we keep. In 2021, we hear the phrase influencers, and we think about the, like, I know I personally think about the underage TikTokers doing seductive dances and living in hype houses. And uh, as you guys, if you guys follow, like, all of my Access Hollywood stuff, one of my latest segments for Access Hollywood was actually about influencers, and it was so rough because I was so out of the loop but it was about like their relationships and everything. I digress. Anyway, so I'm going to talk to you guys, though, not about those influencers. We're going to tackle how to handle social media at the end of my talk, but I want to talk about the influencers in real life. So humans generally were created to be in community with each other. So I also want to give you guys a break if you've been feeling a bit off since all of the lockdowns and COVID because it's just not natural for us to isolate. And while self-love is an inside job for sure, we do live in a community with each other. So, and live in a community and in community with each other. So we have to be vigilant and deliberate about who we let be main characters and influencers in our lives. So there are two types of influencers in our lives. The first type of influencers that you do not want to spend time watering, so back to our little seed analogy, these are the weeds, okay? I call them a no-not, okay? So I've named these people no-nots based on what Jesus said when he was dying on the cross. So if you guys know, when he was dying on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And Jesus said this in Luke as he was dying on the cross. So Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. So get it? No, not, no, not. Mm -hmm. We're naming the people. Brilliant. 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 She's brilliant. Very clever. Give her a Nobel Prize. <laughs> so a no, not is someone who is a negative force in your life who tries to plant seeds of doubt, insecurity, negativity, and pessimism in your mind. They're a naysayer. So an example of a no, not my toxic ex-boyfriend, your pessimistic father, your childhood bully, or even that friend who always like passive aggressively puts you down. And they can manipulate the voice inside your head and they can really hijack your self-talk. So if you're anything like me as well, I've been known to give no-nots a way too big part in my life, especially when it came to boyfriends of years past, um, which we have dissected on this podcast throughout the years. So I always asked God, to make it so insanely obvious when someone was a no-not in my life. Like, I literally ask God, make it obvious for me if this person is a no-not. And I think that even just asking, ask and you shall receive. And Lord knows he's, he's made it very obvious, very obvious for me. So it's important to name these negative people and negative emotions. Studies show that when you put a name to something, it makes it tangible and then easier to rid yourself of that. So you kind of pop it like a balloon. So an action point for you guys, for this little seedling, I want you to identify the no-nots in your life, okay? The beautiful part about no-nots is that you can literally, like in real life, unsubscribe, unfollow, cancel, or mute them at any time. And not only in social media, but in your daily life, you can unfollow, you can cancel, you can just stop. 
The beauty of Instagram is that you can unfollow, so you need to practice this with real influencers in your life. You don't need to let them know, so Instagram doesn't notify people when you mute them. Believe me, I mute so many people. I'm like the <laughs> muting queen. Hey, it's so embarrassing. I, I know, right? but I hope that there's never a feature where people can see, because like it's nothing personal. I didn't mute you. I, you're not <laughs> oh, I my thought God, she was passively aggressively telling me. I don't post anyway. <laughs> no, I didn't mute. I didn't, but there were definitely like some people I just can't. I'm just like mute, but like I don't want them to know, but I just, I don't need you. I don't need that influence. Um, and so these are the people you're in charge of who's an influencer in your influencer in your, in your life and no nots are extras. They're not main characters. These are the bad seeds and we can always uproot them. So the second type of influencer that is like, yes, are cheerleaders. These are the angels in your life. These are your friends who uplift you, your family members who plant seeds of acceptance, love, positivity, and joy. And you really need to surround yourself with cheerleaders. These are your people. And you may already have a bunch of cheerleaders in your life, but you may also need to go on a quest for cheerleaders. And that's totally okay. There are a lot of new potential cheerleaders in your life listening to this podcast. Um, I, I, I guess with the group, it was easy because I could be like, oh, there are a lot of people in this group that are cheerleaders. But you, get, you guys get the gist. Also, <clears throat> I know that LA gets a bad rap because of all the superficial things that I talked about earlier. But the beautiful part about LA and New York, where a lot of our listeners also live, um, but specifically LA, is that this is a land of creative, inspiring, passionate people who dared to be different than everyone else in their hometowns, and they're trying to follow their God-given talents. So when you look at this amazing city in that light and see that anything that intimidates you as just people who are wearing masks of how they think they should act because they're at a party in Beverly Hills, I promise you that your LA experience will totally transform. I truly, wherever I go, and if ever I'm kind of, I get a vibe or I'm feeling like a little insecure or just like, oh, oh, there's like something, I just remember, oh my gosh, like, no, this person, bless them, they know not what they do. They're wearing a mask. Like, it's that's so that's why we never have to feel intimidated. We never have to feel like we don't belong because the people who, are acting out in that way usually feel like they don't belong. So as I've been talking, I'm also sure that you're thinking about the cheerleaders in your life. But after this talk, I do want you to take the time to identify the cheerleaders in your life. So again, pull out those notes. That's another action point for you. And our goal is to really be cheerleaders for each other. Ultimately though, our greatest cheerleader is God. So God doesn't always yell cheers verbally, but for me, it's incredibly helpful that when I wake up, I open my arms and I literally ask God to work through me and with me today and give me spirits and like little, oh, not spirits, like little spritz of peace and knowing that I'm doing the right thing. So God also gifted us with consciousness. So the last thing that I want to talk to you guys about in this confidence talk is the importance of self-talk. It is so vital to be our own cheerleader. Be your own biggest fan. A quote that I love is, how, how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. Um, that was on my Instagram at matchmaker Alessandra Conti. So make sure to follow so you don't miss any of my beautiful quotes. <laughs> um, but it's so important for us to practice self love every single day. Practice self love. Thank your gorgeous body for all that it does for you. Your self talk is so important. We're with ourselves 24-7, and we will be for our entire lives. So it's really important to be deliberate with our self-talk. And you, mean, you may need to make a few changes, and that's okay. So I want you to also consider talking to yourself the way that Jesus would talk to you. 
So he wouldn't say, wow, Allie, you really need to lose 10 pounds. That Panda Express cheat day is really showing in your hips, which that happens once a week. And you know what? It's worth it. I mean, that cheat day is worth it. Oh my God, it is it's a time and place in my body, in my <laughs> mouth and in my body. That is the time and the place for exactly. Panda Express. But he wouldn't say that. Jesus would not say that. He wouldn't talk to me that way. He would say, wow, Allie, you're so beautiful, my child. You eat so healthily a majority of the time. And I really want you to enjoy a little junk food. So I deliberately talk to myself with so much kindness and love and understanding. And the beautiful part about the no-nots and the way that we approach them with that kindness and understanding is that if we can approach the worst kinds of people with love, like forgive them, they know not what they do, imagine how much love we're capable of giving ourselves. So give yourself a break. Sometimes the voice in your head can also be a no-not, and that's okay. Forgive it. It knows not what it does. But you know better. And remember, God wants you to shine and be the biggest version of yourself. And I'm going to end with this beautiful Bible quote, um, Matthew. So you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Okay? So in conclusion... Yeah, yeah. Because we did the conclusion, you and I, together. But I'm going to just break it down. Conclusion. Decision points, action points for you. Give yourself permission to recognize your talents. Give yourself the opportunity to express your talents. Ask God to give you inspired action to make this then happen. Identify your influencers, the no-nots and the cheerleaders in your life. And then decide to unfollow or unsubscribe to the no-nots, or at the very least, mute them, like I do, Um, but also in real life. And we wish them well, but we wish them away. That's good. Identify the cheerleaders in your life. Go to brunch with them. I know it's COVID, but we we, uh, do what you can, okay? Hike with them, spend time with them, water your relationships, and really treat them with an incredible amount of care. Be a cheerleader for them. And the easiest way to find other cheerleaders is to be a cheerleader for other people. I can genuinely attest to that. Ultimately, be your own cheerleader. Protect your positive space. Your mind and your body are temples, and you need to protect them from weeds. And remember, you are more than enough, honey. You are more than enough. And God wants you to shine and be the biggest version of yourself. So thank you guys so much. That was my talk. Um, We are going to do a little Q&A, a little discussion with Ryan. Okay, so Ryan's back. I am. Such a phenomenal talk. I'm sure you all enjoyed that as much as I did. I've heard this thank talk. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. Thank it's you. it's a privilege to hear it every time. Oh, um, yeah, it, I knew you've heard it. It, seven it really times. is. This is three, right? Forty-seven. <laughs> I would listen to this forty-seven <laughs> times with with glee. It's part of the brainwashing mechanism. <laughs> we make all of our male clients listen, <laughs> not to this talk, but to others. No, no, I'm just gotcha. Okay. Anyway, yes. so. Interesting experience for me hearing it a few times now. Yes. And you describe this idea of no-nots, right? And we talk about these people who know not what they do. Mm -hmm. Aren't there sometimes people who are kind of no-nots, but they know what they're doing? Right? (sighs) And so if, because there are these people, right, who, whether they're just evil, which I don't think is normally the case, but whether they're sad in their own lives, they... They feel the need to tear other people down, either directly or passive aggressively. And so if you approach it from that mindset, like, well, they're, they're just being hurtful to me because they're hurting in their own life. Once you start taking that step toward mercy, 
you're then tempted to kind of let them stick around. Oh, I, that's right? the biggest struggle. And so how do you get over that, especially in relationships? Because mm. then you end up with these relationships where one person is trying to fix the other one who's passive aggressively or directly torturing them or tearing them down in their own life, right? Totally. Absolutely. I think that my in this talk, I give a very simplistic um like kind of high level explanation of people who are the naysayers in life. Mm -hmm. Because I'm also, I come from the camp of like, and I, and but I have been victim of that, the yeah. empath with the narcissist, right. because that's the dynamic of an empath narcissist relationship where it's like, oh my gosh, but he doesn't know that he's like this with right. me. And he that. But the, the beautiful part about um, like knowing your worth and like having so much love for yourself is that you won't let yourself be treated right. in that way because you value yourself so much and you're like, oh, sweetheart, no, you deserve so much better than that. But it's right. like, forgive him, father, he knows not. Even if he is, a, it's like, but the thing is, my camp as well, my thinking is like, okay, he's not a, not a good guy right. and forgive him he's you know doing whatever he's got to do but we just need to remove ourselves from that situation so when i say yes definitely thank you so much for bringing that up ryan because it is it does excuse i i do not when i talk about somebody as a no-not it does not excuse their behavior but it it helps us reconcile like forgive them father they know not what they do right. but wish them well but then wish them away mm -hmm. and we value ourselves like as a whole we need to value ourselves so much more than like how could we ever let somebody treat us like that because mm -hmm. we would never treat us ourselves like that sure I think that makes a lot of sense and I, and I guess my follow-up question to that is you know you describe how you've had confidence for, as you say, as long as you can remember, right? <laughs> Which is great. And yeah. the first time I met Allie, it just, her confidence just beams out. And it's a beautiful part of her, her personality and, and her overall essence as a human being. But what do you say to clients and maybe people who are listening today who don't have your natural confidence, but who end up in a relationship with the narcissist or somebody who's passively, aggressively beating them down somehow? Like, how do they get the confidence that maybe isn't so natural to them as it is you. Totally. No, I mean, I definitely, I, my journey with confidence is a journey for sure. Mm. I've, I, I've developed this confidence over years. Like it, it, it it's, it, yeah, it seems so natural now mm -hmm. because it is natural now, but it's like, there are like it, it's like with anything it's training like it's like going to the gym like if you don't surround yourself with great people have cheerleaders um you know if you don't nurture your talents if you're not acting on your talents like my confidence when i i i always say i had like when we first started matchmakers in the city it was almost like and i think for business owners or people who are just kind of going against kind of the grain, you have to almost have like a bit of delusional, like a little bit of a delusional sense of confidence mm. or like a little bit of that, like uh, uh, and Mindy Calling once said like something about like, she had like a level of entitlement that was like a diluted level of entitlement. Like, and mm. not that, and I'm not saying I was like entitled, but oh God, yeah. because then we talk about the whole, you know, woman. Okay, anyway, <laughs> we're not going to get into that conversation. Yeah. But I know for me, like I just, it was like, I, I learned early on that I learned these principles like, okay, I have to nurture my talents. I feel amazing when I'm acting out my talents, when I'm matchmaking, when I'm working with people, when I'm advising, when I'm doing what I'm actually good at. So totally. it like that confidence developed from there and knowing, I think also being super anchored in my faith and like knowing that God really sees me as this 
beautiful, wonderful person. So yes, and so, okay, back to your question yeah. about people who don't necessarily have it. These are all elements that we can build. I think that positive self-talk is so important. I have clients who literally tell me, they're like, I think, what would Allie do? Like, what would Allie say? Wow. Like, what, what would she say? That's I great. Know, just, you know, Rightly so. God complex over here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they, they're like, what would, okay. All right, so maybe this is my, 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 um, no not voice in my head is saying this one thing like obviously i'm saying like think about the voice of jesus but yeah. also you can think of me like what would i tell you i'd be like girl you look amazing like stop beating yourself up you Love are it. fabulous and amazing Love so it. i think just trying to use the principles that you know that i have been doing like but you know yeah, so that's, I, that's I totally what, agree. It's a hard, it's a hard question. It, it's a tough question, right, but I, yeah. I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I really love the idea of capitalizing on your strengths, mm -hmm. and the more often you're able to do that in any element of life, whether it's athletics or your job or dating or anything else, that the more often you're exercising those muscles, and you describe that really well, like a natural talent, something that just comes easy and simple to you. Uh, have you ever heard of Marcus Buckingham? No, who is so, Marcus? I don't know much about Marcus him myself. Marcus <laughs> Yes. But he has this really good YouTube video of a talk he gave that really inspired me. And he talks about what a strength is. And he says there's this misconception that a strength is something that you're good at. He goes, no, a strength is something that makes you feel strong. Mm. And mm. I've, I've really latched onto that definition throughout my life. And it's given me so much confidence. Because if you define a strength as just something you're good at, you could spend your time doing something you're good at, but you hate, yes, right? Because so by that true. definition, like I could be an Excel junkie, right? Because I'm yeah. good in Excel, I can do analysis, and I do it sometimes when I work because I have to, but I hate Excel, I hate crunching numbers, it's not my thing, yeah. right? So I wouldn't call that a strength because it doesn't make me feel alive. But mm -hmm. so many people say, well, you're really good at this, go all in, mm -hmm. and they just kind of rely on other people's advice, mm -hmm. and they say, well, I'm gonna embrace this as a strength, and they end up, living lives kind of inadequately? I don't know what the right word is there. You know, yeah. Beyond, under their potential of happiness, I don't know, mm -hmm. making it sound more complicated than it has to be, but mm -hmm. I love the idea of recognizing and capitalizing on your strengths and that definition of it comes natural to you as you define it, mm -hmm. but also it's something that makes you feel strong. Totally, right? totally. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, Ryan. I love that. Good. Yeah. I mean, there's so much I could say, but let's go to the your next little point. So, <laughs> my next question, and it's a yes. it doesn't really build on this, but it's a totally different question. You, you talk about, I think you said it was Botox for your hand. Yes. Right? Which, by the way, I just want to, like, <laughs> disclaimer, I'm not against, like, Lord knows, I will be frozen for, like, I will only get younger from this age on. So, like, I will I will do everything. Like, I just want to put that out there. Like, I have nothing against, I have nothing against it. it. I will do all of it. But. <laughs> no, no, I, I think, I think the point you were trying to yes, make was Yes, Botox clear. for your hand. Like, yes, there's, yes, there's yes. A little, but I don't want to, like, if, you know, there's nothing No wrong. judgment for there's anybody no judgment. who's getting Botox like, for I, their hand. Yes. That's like, great. That's fine. Um, but it's just the pressure to do it. Yes. Is like, oh my God. And I love what you said early in this, in your talk about this kind of forced inadequacy. Mm -hmm. that marketers, influencers, maybe on social media, provide you with, right? You're going through the feed on Instagram or whatever social media platform you're on. And I love the quote, don't compare your life to somebody else's highlight reel, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But you see these advertisements advertising something that you don't really probably need, right? Botox for your hand. Yeah. So as somebody who's really confident, do you ever reach a point where those things, you're just immune to them? Or do you have to kind of take a step back and say, okay, Allie, do I really need this, right? Is yeah. there that temptation of inadequacy still there, Ugh. even when you're on as, your game as much as you are? Oh my God, the temptation is so there. Okay. The temptation is so there, absolutely. I mean, I know for me, I put roadblocks in my consumption of social media because mm. I know that's why I mute so many people and like I, I'm, I'm more mute because I don't want to offend anybody. But yeah. I know for me that I just can't, I, I, like I need roadblocks. Otherwise I could go off the rails. So for me, I like my way of maintaining kind of 
sanity in the fabulousness that is Los Angeles. I used to go back to New York before COVID. Mm -hmm. I I used to go like once a month. Mm -hmm. Then it became like once every few months. Um, But that was really helpful because that kind of grounded me in not like in not the world of plasticity and perfection. Um, So that really grounded me. And also my like faith community at St. Monica's grounds me so much because it's like real people who are, you know, it's not, they don't, that it's not that. But definitely, absolutely for me, I mean, I, I can very easily be susceptible and that, but I also know that we, I have to be super vigilant in what I'm consuming and who I'm spending a lot of time with because I also, there are friends that I could easily go out with, spend time with, but I also know that they're not bringing, they don't make me feel like the best version of myself when I'm with right. them. So they're, it's like, they're not, they're no-nots. It's like back to kind of what I'm talking about. They're, yeah, sure. they, they don't, they know not what they do, right. but they're not influencing me in a way that is helping me be the best version of myself. Um, also with dating, and I know that for me, it's been really, um, especially dating men in LA, I, <laughs> And I talked about this actually last episode, but there were a few young men who, young men, um, (laughs) but a few guys that I dated who would make me feel like I needed, like, I, like, like, oh, you're really pretty now, but like, you know, like, all right, you know, you, you gotta, you know, it's L, you know, hey, it's LA, you gotta keep it up. Like I dated Jeez. one guy who literally like told me what that. What did he say to you? He, he was said, probably, "Make sure like, you keep it up." Yeah, no, like literally. He's like, I mean, forgive him, father. He knows not what he does. <laughs> yeah, like he knows seriously. not what he says. Like you can't. Like it, that's terrible to say. I can't but, imagine like, ever saying that to a woman. No, I, Ryan, I know, but you're not like from LA. Like that's this kid was like born and raised. <laughs> okay. Like so, the thing hey, is, we, though, we're, I'm sure there's great yeah. guys out there from LA. Though, like. No, no, there are. <laughs> there are amazing guys at, from LA for yeah. sure. But I definitely. Definitely, there's. I know for me, I I had to say, oh, okay. I'm. How does dating? How does this person make me feel when I'm with him? He could, you know, have all the things that I'm looking for on paper and just be like such a oh my goodness, such a star. But when I'm with him, I remember there was a boyfriend where I remember one day I just like looked in the mirror. I was like, do I like look bad today or something? Like what's going on? Because he just didn't make me feel like I was beautiful. Like he didn't make me feel like I was the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. So I know in my relationship where like that was a big deciding factor when I was kind of selecting like natural, not natural sexuality, but like selecting like Alan, who I'm with right now, just like, okay, how does, how do I feel? Do I feel, how do I feel when I'm with him? Do I feel like, like, oh my gosh, I have to be like, you know, acting and doing, doing the most, or can I just relax? And I, do I feel pretty when I'm, oh yes, I do feel pretty. Oh, okay. I feel like I can relax. Oh, okay. I can be goofy. I can be weird. Like that's important. So I know for me, it's guardrails. I'm susceptible. And that's why I know I am missing going back to the East Coast because there is something really important about getting out of our bubble of LA. But I also, since COVID, have developed um, have developed a lot more um, my beautiful bubble and like. I don't know that it's such a, I think it is a good thing in in terms of like preservation of confidence and like self-love and everything. But I also, I've been, I, I think it's, it's a little bit, what I've done during this time has, has been like really bubbling off my life hmm. and just kind of like not, just not, not seeing like other, not other, not other, other is great. But like, <laughs> if it doesn't serve me, it's sure. like, and it's not even a bubble. It's more, it's a, it's a bit more firm than a bubble that I'm, that I, I've been living in because mm-hmm. otherwise I'd lose it because with everything else going on in the world, totally. like, so totally. I just had to make this beautiful bubble and make it like glittery and fabulous and fun and lovely. Because if, if I look outside, I'm like, oh my God, things are burning. 
Like yeah. literally, the world is literally, burning. Especially here in California, <laughs> it's like every September, we're like, oh, let's just hope it's not my house today. Right? It's, it's funny, but it's not. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> so yeah, that's the answer to your question, Ryan. I, like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk about cheerleaders mm-hmm. and no knots. I mean, I think that that concept is particularly important when it comes to relationships, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe Absolutely. for people who are going on their first date or an early date. How can you tell, or what advice would you have for people if they're trying to determine up the road, this person I'm out for a coffee with or out to dinner with is going to be a cheerleader for me? Okay, so here's the thing with dating. Um, I am a big believer that time is everything. Mm -hmm. It is your best friend because it is all about consistency. You could meet a guy on a, or a woman mm-hmm. on a first date and it just, bam, sparks are flying. Uh-huh. It's just like everything is there. It's just, oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. But what we've learned is that that is wonderful, but the guys that are great at dating are usually really bad at relationships. Hmm. So a lot of times... Women can meet a guy and think like, oh my God, he's such a cheerleader. Oh, he's such a great guy. Oh, this, this, that. But like, no, he, he knows what to say. He knows what to do. He has an end goal. He, you know, probably thinks you're great, but he also probably just wants to sleep with you. Yeah. So, and so it's all about consistency and it's all about time. Um, that said, there definitely are some, uh, so by giving those guys that maybe it's not that like, oh my God, I want to rip his clothing off like mm-hmm. on the first date or the mm-hmm. woman. Well, yep. I guess for guys, it's a little bit different. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Because for women, it can, uh, anyway, that's a totally different discussion. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll get, yeah. Totally different discussion. But, um, but I, I, but so we always tell people like give, if, if even, if, if you're not repulsed, Give him a second date yep. because there are nerves, there's anxiety. Sure. Like first dates are stressful, so stressful. Yeah. Like there, are, everyone's wearing the mask, and then it's like, oh, here's a little bit of my. <laughs> Especially non-mask. nowadays, but I'm. Yes. Just... <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm here all night, folks. Oh my... <laughs> Plus, Ryan, you're so right, and so yeah. So we always say, give him a chance. Obviously, if um, you know, if a guy is like, I remember. I dated a guy. I go back to my personal dating life because it's just been so illustrious. Why not use it as a you know learning for sure. for the youngsters? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember I dated a guy in college, and he like poked my poked my stomach, and he like poked it, and I was like, what? like in a Pillsbury Doughboy. Yes. Kind of- Yes. And I was like, he did not make the sound. No, no, but like he poked it. So like, and he, he you know, like in a let me see what I'm working with. He like, I just did a little poke, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like this is so awkward. But like, so I, I, obvi- there are obvious like overtures, like a guy yeah. like poking your fat. That yes, he's a he's a he's a no not. Or just negativity, like negativity if somebody kind of comes into a date and is just, you know, even a first date and if it's just like negative, 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 like, yeah. yes, that's definitely a huge red flag. I, though, do say like, give them a second date, give them a third date, because then you can actually get to know the person beyond just that initial like mask that mm-hmm. they're wearing. Yeah. So the be, beyond the obvious red flags, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tough balance, right? Because yeah. you also don't want a guy showing up who's like showing up with pom-poms and like... <laughs> I do! <laughs> <laughs> you do not. Like there, there's an overkill, right? No, where, I love overkill. <laughs> <laughs> where they come on so strong on the yeah. first date with too yeah. many compliments. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I mean, but that's love bombing. Exactly. So Love like, bombing. She exactly. knows all the terms, guys. No, 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 I'm but, just an outsider. No, but that's good, Ryan. <laughs> that's good, though, because it is love bombing. Okay. So women have to be, and women and men have to be careful of that. That's sure. why it's all about consistency. Yeah. Because somebody could be, exactly, could come in with like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. You're so perfect. Like, you're, oh my, oh my, how do you exist? <laughs> and then send you flowers. There is actually Shia LaBeouf, you know, um, Shia LaBeouf, you know, a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. 
so he um, has a there's a an assault a sexual assault um, or there's some kind of law suit against him right now from his ex okay. claiming twiggy FK twigs or something like that claiming mm. that alleging that he assaulted her and that he like abused her Yikes. um and either okay either there's a lawsuit or she's just speaking out about it oh god i will tell right. you guys next week what's actually happening there regardless she talked about how he love bombed her in the very beginning mm. and every single day he would send her like a bouquet of roses Every single day, roses, like, I think, like, 50 roses every day. So, bomb, bomb, bomb. And then it was, you know, he was essentially then kind of manipulating her and all of that. So, again, it is all about consistency because then that flipped and then it, it totally changes. So, with love bombing, like, for me, I just love a constant, I love a constant, like, nuclear, like, bomb of, of love. Like, that's <laughs> sure. just the way that I, I yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I love a constant bomb of affection and love. But um, most people don't. Most people, it's too much for them. It's not too much for me. But, um, but, but, but it has to be, like, consistent. You know, mm-hmm. it has to be right. consistent. It has to be something. You almost have to ask, yeah. is this really sustainable in the long yes, term? Yes, totally. Right? Or is he just playing it up up front, like you said, for yeah. other motivations? Other motivations. Shall we say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah. last question. Yes. If we have time for it. Of good? course, of course, okay. Ryan. They love this. So Turn so, it off if you don't want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. It's my first one. <laughs> So speaking about confidence. Yes. Right? In your experience, why do people stay in relationships that they know is wrong for them for too long? And what is working against the confidence to be able to stand up and say, for whatever reason the relationship's not right for them, mm-hmm. this isn't working for me, and unplug, right? Is it the insecurity of, oh my God, now I'm going to be alone forever, I'm not going to find somebody else? and and what would you give, what advice would you give somebody who's lacking that confidence to separate from a relationship they know is just not working? Yeah. Um, I think that there are a lot of reasons why people stay in relationships kind of past their, past the due date or like the overdue date of when they know it's not, this is not making me the best version of myself. I don't think that this person, I don't see this person like raising my children because that's also something that I always encourage people coming in who are in relationships I, I and who are like, I just, it's just, it's not working. I don't really know what to do. Like I love that. I think, I think that to back it up, love is really tricky because you can love somebody, but also in a relationship, it's a partnership, right? So it can't be... You can't love someone harder yep. to make them help you then be the best version of yourself. Like right. in a relationship, it's a it has to be a give and take. Yeah, you can't overcompensate for their side. Totally. Right? Like totally it's just so it's that realization of you can love somebody and that's beautiful. And like you can love them, but also they may not be your life partner mm-hmm. and like the mother or father to your children. Right. Because when you're selecting a partner, that's you need to look for, okay, how is she gonna raise my children? How is he gonna raise my children? Yep. These behaviors that are disp- being displayed in a relationship, especially before marriage, you better believe they will be exacerbated. This is the, this is the, Touché. yes, like this is the tip of the iceberg. Once children come into play, it is, and people will tell you, everyone, anyone who's divorced, anyone who's changes everything. Baby changes, exactly. And it really brings out the either vulnerabilities in a relationship or the, or it shows like, wow, look at, look how incredible this pair is. What an amazing match. So people who are kind of discerning in that discernment time, I think give yourself grace. Um, my advice is give yourself grace. Really work through it. Work through every angle. Um, I, I think that love is a beautiful thing. It is miraculous and oh, just all the wonderful things. But I also know that 
you can very much be in love with somebody who just is not, isn't helping you again to be the best version of yourself. They're just I, not your person. They're exactly. Yeah. And I don't think also that, um, I don't, I think that there is also for in, in terms of confidence, I think that it's, Almost like a lot of people who stay in a relationship beyond the past date, it's not so much that they lack in confidence. I think it's like, no, like, but I can make this work. Ah. Like, it's kind of like, no, 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 I I can make this work. It's almost so like... It's almost an overconfidence for some people. Yes, it's kind of okay. like that, no, 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 I'm not failing at this. I'm right. making this work. Mm-hmm. I could make that work in my life. I can make that work in my life. I can make that work in my life. Look at that. I made that work. Yeah. And that was dead upon arrival. <laughs> so it's almost like for some people who have a lot of confidence, it's almost like taking a step back and being like okay is this is this me really kind of over that I I can do it I can make this change so a that's for some people there are other people who are in a relationship because they fear there is that deep fear that oh my gosh like there is there's no, like, I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to miss this person terribly. I'm not going to find anybody who can make me feel like these feelings that I, mm. even if they were like feelings from the past, but even like that. So there is that fear. And also that there's that want for a lot of people who are at a stage in their life where they're ready for marriage and ready for children. Yeah. They're like, okay, well now I have to go all the way back to one when I was at 10. And it's like, but I'm ready for 11, but I don't want to go back to one. I'm with this person. Yes, it's super scary. I've had to do that It's not easy. (laughs) Exactly. So that's my analysis. So I think that there's like, there are people who stay in relationships because they are, you know, they're lacking that. And I, and I also just as a matchmaker, having done this for almost 10 years, like I can affirmatively say that you need to come from a mindset of supply because there are so many incredible men and women out there. Truly, every day our inbox is flooded with amazing men and women Mm. who genuinely want a relationship, who are dating with the intention of marriage, who are in the mindset of wanting a really beautiful, healthy relationship. So there are people out there. Are they necessarily on Tinder or on the apps? You'll probably have to go through a lot of riffraff if you go that route. I recommend hiring a matchmaker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a good recommendation for you. (laughs) But it's true. Like, but with us, like, we're able to kind of get these people who are already at maybe 10 who are like, listen, I'm ready. Like, we're working with a client right now who had actually was engaged and he broke, they broke things off. Um, And he then, he then, um, hired us and he was like listen I he had never dated before like he had ah. it was like high school sweetheart and yep. then they got engaged and now they're 20 27 20 27 hmm. and then he's like oh my gosh all of a sudden here I am I've never dated before yeah. I'm but the thing is when he came in he was like I know this is weird for me to say but like I'm ready like I want to get married I'm ready to like be a dad like in a couple yeah. years like not immediately but right. so we were like amazing like you're at the right place and we he's also catholic so like Mm. we have set him up with the most amazing catholic women who are also though in that place but it's like about finding that but anyway that's all that to say you guys come from that mindset of supply instead of that demand beautiful ally like really i i I learn so much every time i I talk to you um a wealth of knowledge you are and and i love this idea like you were saying like it, it almost becomes kind of like a um, not a cockiness thing, but it's like I, I'm not going to let this fail because I don't fail. Yes. Right. Yes. And and yes. I can totally identify with that because as a serious mm-hmm. businessman, like I I own my path. Right. I have a, a big job and I have a side hustle business, and like the results that I'm generating are on me. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to bring that into a relationship, but you have to remember that in a relationship, it's not all on you. It is. A relationship it's a partnership mm-hmm. and you don't control the full destiny the way you might control it up the corporate ladder like 
there has to be two people as part of the equation. And if you're trying to control everything just to not personally fail, then you're probably looking at the relationship the wrong way or any relationship the wrong way because it has to be two people who are all in. A hundred thousand percent. Oh, Brian. Amen. Amen, honey. Amen. Amen. Brian. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So much fun. Thank you so much, Brian. I'll let you speak us out because you're kind of the host today. So you can just tell them thank you so much for listening and tell them where they can follow you. Oh boy. Well, (laughs) thank you so much for dealing with me tonight. I am your rookie host of any podcast. Ryan Barba. Uh, you can find me at Ryan underscore Barba underscore MBA coach, which is my little side business helping people get into business school. But Allie, thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for tonight. being here, Ryan. What a privilege. Oh, the privilege, the honor, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the wonder is all mine. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the 